1: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order, additional term supply.
2: KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 Through the Fan. We're live from Surprise Stadium in Arizona for Texas Rangers spring training. And also, don't worry, you still get the C Block starring Corey Majors.
3: Mm, the C Block.
2: <laughs> is that brought to you by Sonic as well? Full like show. all of our spring
3: training <laughs> We're content? Is Were you Sonic?
0: ever surprised that it's not chalk? Hold they don't on. chalk the lines. Excuse
3: me? And I think that dude just did it crooked by the way. I'm just saying, um, hold on. Mike, I have I have grounds- He's looking at it. I think you're right. Yeah, look at him. He's like, "Oh crap. Oh, we we got to re-rake this thing." <laughs> I'm uh, dead. Do I need to? Can I go to the camera on this one? Is I, it on the far left side? It the one like, on the left. It's, yeah. Look I, at him. I think you might be right. Look at it. He's like, oh no, it's crooked. I thought it was crooked as soon as he laid it down. Oh man, he's gonna have to go reboot this in this game. Look at him. He's backing up right now. <laughs> he, he
2: knows he got it
3: wrong. <laughs> he's backing up to check it. He's like, crap, this is wrong. That's it's amazing. Paint. You can't
0: change paint. Oh wow,
3: I did always think that it was uh, that it was chalk, Mike. I do have some more grounds questions. Was in it a ever moment. chalk? Uh, yeah, okay. The line down the down the waist chalk, isn't it? But just not in the box?
0: No, it's paint. All of it is paint. Look, if you look at the the rolling thing, mm-hmm. that thing on four wheels, you can see that when they press the button, it's it's a sprayer they're, re- they're releasing the spray paint. I
3: never knew that. All right, I'll get back to the grounds questions though in just a moment, Mike. I thought this was really fun yesterday and I saw it on Twitter. A college baseball player by the name of Liam McFadden Ackman. All right. He hit okay. an infield. He's an infielder for uh Northern Kentucky and they were playing Western Michigan, the Broncos, that is Kevin. He hit a grand slam in the first inning. Ooh. And I was like, "Man, how many people hit first inning grand slams?" And I asked Mike and he I was like, "How many major league grand slams do you think there are?" And he was like, a thousand. I don't know, Corey. That's a question that I would was, never have the answer was so to. He so mad about
2: Well, that. it just
0: sounds like a question and nothing against you that my 14-year-old asked me. And I'm like, I'm not Google. There's no way... <laughs> I don't okay. even like for
2: baseball. I don't even
0: know who the baseball hold historian on, is. Hold like, on, hold how on, How many doubles have there been hit in baseball? Does <laughs> anybody
3: know this? He was also ticked off because the Mavs had just lost. Is so. that that's true? More,
2: it, was that supposed to be more of a burn against Corey or your son? Because uh, you go, well, no offense, but that's not like a question
0: my I'm son would ask Google. me. Google. Right. Well, my son asks me questions like, "I it's great that he thinks I know a lot, but yeah. I'm like, I don't know that much.
3: Yeah, and I, I do that a lot, Mike. <laughs> the same thing where my kid will say it. And I'm like, let's go ask, ask Alexa or Google or whatever. All right, so that's kind of cool that he hit a, a first inning Grand Slam. But then he hit another Grand Slam. Wow. Also in the, same game? In the first inning. What? Also in the first inning, same dude, Liam McFadden Atman of Northern Kentucky. Uh, he accounted for eight of the 14 runs produced in the first inning of that game. The first inning of the game, eight of 14 runs scored. And it, he said it was one of the best days of the ballpark you can have. Now, they did end up winning 27 to 4 against Western Holy Michigan in this crap. game. And I did go look, Kevin. That's Western a lot. Michigan is 0 and 5 now. They were 0 and 4 leading up to that. I get it. And. You know what? I went a little further with some conversation on this. They are the Western Michigan Broncos. Kevin, would you like to tell me how many points per game the Denver Broncos averaged last
2: year? <laughs> uh, like 17-ish? Okay, right?
3: that is 17 up until yesterday's game. Oh dear. In the first 4 games of the oh, year, okay. the Western Michigan Broncos had given up a total of 17 runs. So I just thought Whoa. that that was the whole world coming together on this one. Um McFadden Ackman did say, you know what, I'm not going to hit all the home runs for the rest of the game though. He eventually completes the cycle in this game. What? So he hit two grand slams in the first inning. And then finishes the cycle for the rest of the game. So I just thought that was, he was five for six with four uh, with four runs scored and ten RSBI.
2: Does
0: that sound good? Because I played with a teammate who might have done something even more special. <laughs> this is going to blow
2: your mind. But that's incredible. Is he the only other person you can think of that did double Grand Slam in an inning? Fernando Tatis? That's the only
3: person I can think of that did that, yeah. yes. And then that whole deal with Joe Buck? There. That's not true that we know of. But it's a uh, internet rumor. You don't know it to not be true. So a guy hits two grand slams in the first inning and then hits for the cycle in the remainder of the game. And, Mike, That's you're incredible. You, did you just look something up that you would like to add to this? I did because
0: one of my teammates for Oklahoma City when is triple A for the Texas Rangers, Marshall McDougal, when he played for Florida State in one, high, in one college game for Florida State, he had six home runs and 16 RBIs Good night. in a game. In one game. Six home runs?
3: Yes. Wow, that's pretty that is extremely impressive. Um That's amazing. Well, this led me down another,
0: another I don't think path. he made the major leagues, but he made it up to AAA. Another path. Just to show you, right? When people are like, Hey, Vanderbilt, like that's like AAA He's baseball or whatever. Player. It's like, yeah, yeah Well, it's a different level of this. This dude hit six home runs in one game. Look, they're doing the paint line now. Yeah. It's not chalk.
3: Um Who hit the first ever grand slam?
0: In the history of baseball? Yes. I'll guess Babe Ruth. Grover Cleveland. Grover Cleveland?
2: Did he play baseball, too? Wasn't he a pitcher? Yeah, I already he hit Grand Slams on I guess two non-consecutive no occasions.
3: <laughs> I don't know about that. Uh, Roger Connor is believed to have been the first major league player to hit a Grand Slam September 10th, 1881 for the Troy Trojans.
0: Dude, that was before Tim McGraw and his wife went from <laughs> Fort Worth, Texas <laughs> to the Oregon Trail and stopped in Montana for the Yellowstone family. Mm-hmm.
3: I, I also decided, like, uh, who has the most career Grand Slams? Would you guys like to take a guess? at Babe the Ruth. Uh, oh, Hank Aaron. All right. Which one did you want, Hank Aaron? I'll All take right. Hank Aaron. Sounds like you might have got it right. Is that your guess as well?
0: I'll go with.
2: You, you say see? Babe Ruth. Yeah,
0: I'll go with Babe Ruth.
3: Babe Ruth, gentlemen, out of the top ten, is ninth Ooh. on the grand, the Granny Slam list.
2: I don't
4: think you should say it like that.
3: Babe, Hank Aaron is seventh on the Granny Slam list. At s- Both of them have 16, so they're tied for 16 Grand Slam. And they
0: have Fox. the second and third most dongs in Major League history. That's right. Thank you, Mike.
5: Kevin, would you be more acceptable of, like, the Granny Slam if it was, like, a wrestler who was, like, an old woman and that was her, like, finishing move was the Granny <laughs> Slam? <laughs> the Granny Slam. It yeah. sounds like I you got I the would. great
0: Granny Slam at Denny's. Denny's like yeah. They, yeah. yeah. The number I one. I think I would, Reggie. The
5: Jimmy the,
3: Fox. N- Jimmy Fox is like 7th 6 It might be
0: somebody that you want to pitch 17. to in a weird way okay. I don't like with they bases loaded you're like I can pitch to him you
3: asked me you've asked me before is he a good player Oh yeah he is a great player but Al Kaline I don't okay Al Kaline no he's not
0: Give us uh, kind of a, an era or a decade or something.
3: Um, he is retired, but oh. he played while we were watching the best baseball. While we were watching oh. our Can game. Ken Jr.? Frank uh, Thomas. He, he was a rookie for that team. Jay Buner. Eventually played for the Rangers. Jay
2: Buner, He's not great.
3: A-Rod. A-Rod has 25 Grand Slams in his career. Oh, and man. right behind him, the great Lou Gehrig. Uh, oh. And then right behind him, Mike, one of your teammates. People say steroids are bad. Manny Ramirez. See,
0: say <laughs> so two <laughs> of the top three are yeah. okay.
3: And then, uh, and then Eddie Murray uh, was was uh, has yeah. has. I nine, feel like people 19. forget how good Eddie Murray was. Yeah, so he has nineteen of those. Who's the single season uh, leader in Grand Slams?
2: Alex Rodriguez. Is that- That's a good guess. Yeah.
3: No, as a matter of fact, no. Jeff Fry
5: what did you ever get a grand, a grand slam? slam probably not i would love to Manny know.
3: ramirez um no ernie banks what's interesting is on this list on single season leaders none of them are on the all-time what? list By the, on the top 10 all-time oh. list dante
0: bichette
3: <laughs> you think Bo bichette will ever be as good as his dad or better oh
0: uh larry gonna, larry I'm walker gonna, i'm gonna lean better
3: all right number we're gonna start at number five Albert Pujols. That makes sense. He's great. With five, tied for tied with him. Todd Helton. Jim Gentile. Do y'all yep. know Jim Gentile? That's he was played in '61. Okay. Tied with him as well at five. Ty Cobb. Ernie Banks. Oh, that was one of my other guesses. From Dallas, Texas, in 1955, had. Five Grand Slams and once. This is insane because they played two. So yeah, they they had. (laughs) (laughs) They didn't play three (laughs) hundred and sixty games. The number one and number that's not double. The number one and number two guys three twenty four. And I think this is in the order based on who did it first. Okay, number two is Travis Hafner with six
0: former Rangers. Really, in two thousand
3: and six, was he a Ranger in two thousand and six?
0: No, he's a – well, a Cleveland person. Yes. Okay. Yeah, we have to change that all up. And then,
3: number one. Sorry. Bert I would Teixeira. have never guessed this. Don Mattingly hit six oh! Grand Slams one season. And I just thought that was kind of cool. And then they have some stats on, like, World Series Grand Slams and stuff like that, so that was fun.
0: You always wonder if Don Mattingly's back wouldn't have gone on him. Like, he might have been in that era, kind of the 80s and 90s. He might have been considered the best player of that era, but because – eight, nine years into his career, his back had gone on him and that kind of ended Donnie baseball. Yeah. I, mean,
3: I when I think of Don Mattingly, I guess there are so many other names that are in Yankees lore, yeah. but Don Mattingly always seems to be one of those that people are like, no, but Don
0: Mattingly, he just was on first. The only time it feels like in our lifetime that the Yankees were bad at baseball. And then his injury problem with his back, just, he just had such a short career instead of you would have thought, Hey, 84, he breaks into the league approximately, you'd think, well, he's going to play till 2000. Mm -hmm. And, you know, kind of when you look at Cal Ripken Jr. was before Don Mattingly, just a year or two before. Uh, Same thing with Ryan Sandberg, Wade Boggs, uh, Tony Gwynn. And those guys played until about 2000, right around that time. And his last year was
2: 94.
3: We got to meet Wade Boggs, Kevin, whenever we were doing uh, Madonna's charity at the time. Now it's Dirk's charity You got game. to really meet him.
2: Yeah, I met him at the car show. Oh, yeah, too. that's right. Well, I talked to him at the car show. He told the craziest-ass story I think I've ever heard in the history of my life. All right, Mike. So here's... It's not hyperbole either.
3: Well, since I don't think that Kevin wants to share that on air. But uh, the uh, we'll do that tomorrow in the C Block. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll call it uh, Circle K. All right, so Ooh. I have a question about groundskeeping Mike for you
0: I want to do this job by the way you do yes I think it's a fun job can you
3: explain watering the infield and like how as a player it makes it makes a difference for you
0: well first of all you don't want dust you know that's one thing is especially if you play high school baseball in Texas and they're not watering the field which they're pretty much not in and you just like dust everywhere dust ball and uh so you want the ball pretty much staying true It's easier for the ground to stay kind of level. It's not perfect, obviously, when guys are running around and everything. But to me, one of the main reasons is you don't want dust flying up as the pitch is being made and there's a little mini tornado in the infield and then that. And then also it's for the fans a little bit, too, because if the wind is blowing, let's say from third base to first base, the people sitting on the first base side, you don't want like all dust blowing in your face. So there's there's kind of for that it's. Obviously for the players, but it also helps out the fans, too, that you don't have dust flying everywhere during the game.
3: The other thing I, I wanted to ask you, this is like a personal thing for you. When, what's the last thing you would do and now the field's ready? What's the last, like, is it go clean off home plate? Is it making sure the, the row is Oh, if good? I was. If uh, you were the groundskeeper, what's the last thing you do before you're like, all right, now y'all can play? Ooh.
0: Usually it would be the – Lines down the first and third base line, right? I'm seeing right now, obviously, they've done that. But remember, they drug the field first. We get Mm -hmm. to watch. They've drug the field first. Then they did the home plate area. Then they did the lines. And as you can see, they're pretty much now done. they obviously wetting the field. I guess you have to wet the field last because once the lines get done, you don't want to wet the field then do the lines. So... I guess yeah, wetting the field. But doesn't that look like to get to be on this mower to like make designs and everything, and then just walk? Like I don't know, for me, that's very relaxing. I want you to be able to live your dream. And it's a satisfying watering a dirt field or mowing. To me, those are kind of relaxing things. To me, sometimes you don't want to do that chore, but I just think it's really to make a straight line. You ever been to fields when it looks like they were on drugs when they did it? And you're like, how are we? I guess you have to go by the line. You're like, you missed this line by a good six inches for like three yards, but it's going to be a fair ball if it lands here. Are
5: are we learning that Mike is kind of Hank Hill? We have known about this just for a a
3: while. He hates
5: a lot of things, too. For the the KNC Masterpiece right
2: here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, let's go back to Mavs Lakers. Plus, did you see that incredible performance from last night and that crazy game Friday night? A lot of NBA happening. We'll do it next right here on The Fan. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105.3 The Fan. We're going to talk a little Mavericks, and then we're going to get to talk to Josh Young. So I am very excited about that. So Josh Young will be coming up in about seven or eight minutes. And so then we will chat with him in the meantime. Do you guys want to go back to Mavericks Lakers? Do you want to talk about Damian Lillard or do you want to talk about that insane, game on Friday night I think the
3: biggest key Kevin is that first off you are not a very big fan of Damian Lillard and this is why that is mate. not true you said you didn't think he could get 41 points in the first half I and then you were like and I think at one point last night you were like yeah but three of those points didn't no come. no no no
2: no no no, no. Chia follow said how many how many points do you think that Lillard could score in the first half and I go I don't know 28 <laughs> i said either 26 or 28 and then all of a sudden i somehow got branded as a Damian lillard hater. how many do have it at the 41 41 and you said he could only Super score 28 yeah thanks a lot eric i didn't know this was a referendum on his skill level i just thought it was a question i was like wow. i don't know Twenty eight? He seems like a guy that
3: you would be rooting I for. I do root for him. Like, that seems like that's the he's a guy that's loyal to his city and his fan base and also like just wants to play. And I think that way when he gets shipped off he can always be like I blame them. They're the ones wow. that sent me away. But yeah, man, this is a guy that you want to root for. I thought it was really cool that he did that, but and you look at his numbers when he's playing, like it's all offense out of that guy, man.
2: So we have some – I definitely have some amazing Damian Lillard numbers coming out of that 70-point game is – so, excuse me, 71-point game. He moves ahead of LeBron for third place, I believe, in most 50-point games, and he's within one of Kobe for most 60-point games. So he did jump ahead. Let me just say he jumped ahead of LeBron on the list for most 50-point games with 15. And now he's one behind Kobe, most 60-point games. And this is astonishing. Michael Jordan has four. So does James Harden. Damian Lillard's in third place. He has five. Kobe is in second place. He has six. Wilt Chamberlain's in first place with 32. <laughs> <laughs> so the rest... See, we, we just need to feed yes! into the pain a little more. But, uh, spots two through five have combined for 19 60-point games. Wilt Chamberlain, by himself, has 32... 60-point games, not wow. in a row, which is truly, truly incredible. But as long as we're talking about things that are incredible, and we could talk more about Damian Lillard, of course, I want to go to cut number seven if we can, because if you were not watching on Friday night, and I imagine a lot of people were not, this game was incredible.
4: Inbounds pass to Fox. Fox takes the dribble to the left, hesitates in attack mode, drives inside, kicks to the corner. Here's Monk. He launches for three. He's got it. The triple. This game's tied.
2: One second to go. Inbound fast to Kawhi Leonard. A 60 foot three hits the front rim, and we're going to overtime. So, going to overtime. Man, that Kawhi that sounded shot. sounded like
3: Tom Petty doing an announce- announcement. Huh. Sorry.
2: That, that Kawhi shot did almost go in, too. Yeah, wow. Is the Kings ended up beating the Clippers 176 to 175. <laughs> In double overtime. What makes this even worse, and it probably gets lost to how crazy the scoring was, the Clippers were ahead by 14 points with less than four minutes to go. Jeez. And the Kings not only got it to overtime, they eventually won in double overtime. Mike? A defensive slugfest. Well, at least it was double overtime, and since you brought that up, people pointed out it was only eight points less than the All-Star game. And so, Mike. So nobody I, was watching I, this game either, Mike. <laughs> wow, probably, Mike. I know you had thoughts about the defensive intensity for the All Star game. Did you guys get a chance to watch any of this? I picked up on it, I think, in the first overtime because people on social media were going so crazy over it. I did not get to see
0: any of this, but I saw the box score uh, in the end, and I'm like, wow. Like, this definitely looks like something that could happen to the Mavericks in a really fun (laughs) game. I just didn't know anybody else that was competitive teams. I get the Houston Rockets or San Antonio Spurs, but, like, I just didn't think two teams that were that competitive, and it was a competitive game, but would be that bad defensively, that almost every shot went in, it felt like.
5: Well, it wasn't even, I I, like, honestly, this was not a defensive struggle in my mind what was happening here was, Shot-making was incredible incredible for both these teams all the way through the game, right? Like, I understand. People are like, well, there there must not have been defense. No, 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 no. These teams were shooting incredibly. Both of them shot damn near. Well, one of them shot over 60% from the field, which is the Clippers. The Kings shot damn near 60% from the field, which is incredible shot-making. And if you actually watched it play, like, outside of the numbers of it, watching these guys just hit the difficult shots that they were getting and anything that they needed to. They were putting up shots and they were knocking them down. It was 153, 153 at the end of regulation. It was just incredible scoring. It was like the point and the reason why I say that there's still defense in this league is because you have games like this where just because both of these teams have gotten so efficient, or both the, I mean, everybody in the league has gotten so efficient at scoring, this can happen if everybody's on top of their game. And this was one of those games where everybody was on it.
2: De'Aaron Fox had 42 points, Kawhi Leonard 44, Malik Monk sets a career high with 45 points. It was the fifth game in NBA history with at least three 40-point scorers. It was tied for the most three-pointers made in a game in NBA history. And the it was the second time in NBA history both teams scored at least 170 points. So history happening friday night Jeez. history last night with dame i don't know if people consider history that with history. the
0: mavericks this year that no teams come back from 27 that's or true more.
2: those teams were 0 and 138 and can you immediately bounce over like i'm saying you as a fan now hopefully the mavericks can do this but you as a fan do you imme- immediately bounce ahead to looking at the carlisle game or because they got the pacers here, yeah, yeah, right yeah. yeah. Or are you gonna sit with this loss for a minute just because it was the Lakers and they lost such a massive lead?
0: I'm sitting with this one. I just hope that they can learn and get better. But I don't know. Your best player is Luca by far. Luca is sure. arguably the best player in the game. And I know. Look, I would put Giannis ahead of him. I'd probably even put Jokic ahead of him. Like, there's. But, dude, when are you when are you going to grow up and be a man? Like. When are you going to grow up and be a man? So I'm with Jason Kidd on that, but yet I get how talented he is. I get how crappy his teammates are. You know, like there's a whole – Jason Kidd, hey, you're just sitting there watching? You're What's the point of Josh Green? I thought he was our third best player now that you traded away Dinwiddie and Gillian Finney and Smith, Smith yeah. for Kyrie. And now we get to a moment in time that you're going to put Reggie Bullock I... – Reggie Bullock? God dang it! It makes me want to cuss Mm. like that. This is who Frankie Smokes came back in the game. That guy can't play in the NBA. What the hell is wrong with you, Jason Kid? Like that's those are the things. Like I can blame Luca. I can blame that. Like if we lose, can we at least lose with with Josh Green getting? over 25 minutes and playing key minutes at the end of the game to see if he can't, if he can't handle these minutes, we're going to lose anyways. We can't win with Tim Hardaway Jr. And Reggie Bullock being out there at the end of games. We're going to lose anyways. We're going to lose to whoever. Can we figure out if Josh green, if he can't play in these, then fine. He can't play, but let's find that out.
3: I'm, I'm fascinated by the, the rotation minutes that they've incorporated with this team this year. Like the, who gets and deserves and earns and whatnot, and if it's a game on on this. We're playing
0: a dude who got released. Yeah. Like, a dude who got released, yeah. and I get it. Like, he made a three-pointer with five seconds to go, and I'm not, like, he is what he is, but, like, literally one of our five best players is a dude who got released.
2: For the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, let's talk with Josh Young, and maybe we'll incorporate some crosstalk as well. It should be an extravaganza next, live from Surprise on 105.3 The Fan. Call from Mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
3: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy.
1: the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
2: KNC Masterpiece back here on 105 Through the Fan live from Surprise. We have some scheduling shakeups. Looks like maybe we'll have to talk with Josh Young tomorrow and we will talk with Andrew Heaney imminently and to make it up with for you guys let's just do a whole nother giveaway Eight seven seven eight eight one one zero five three. 881 caller number 10 right now will win a four pack of one day tickets to the good guys lmc truck spring lone star nationals it's march 10th through the 12th at texas motor speedway you can buy tickets a good Guys, excuse me, good-guys.com. I'll get that figured out eventually. Good-guys.com, or you can win them for free. A four-pack right now, 877-881-1053. Now, had a couple of other things for you guys before we get our next interview going is, Corey, are you excited for the Wrexham preseason tour of the United States where they will play at least Manchester United, and there are other negotiations taking place.
3: Like like FC Dallas or the LA Galaxy or something like that? Is that is that what's gonna gonna happen? I have man, absolutely. I'm excited about something like that, man. That would be an absolute blast. I would be totally down to. I I think they became there's some stars that kind of came on the way and some other things, man. I really I I would be absolutely excited about this.
2: But I need you to go on tour with them, get in the bus with Ryan Reynolds, get us some unprecedented access. Okay. To if the you team want me on to... a
3: bus with Ryan Reynolds is what and, you're and saying. And Rob McElhaney. And Rob McElhaney. Yeah. That you want me on a bus with them. Why why is
2: that not a good idea? How how can you get on a bus with
3: Ryan Reynolds and not just be like, "Oh my gosh, you were the Green Lantern"? You know, like there are all these things that you want to talk. You're about not getting him. on the bus with him if you he say you're the Green man. Lantern. I don't he know if a that handsome was... man.
0: No
2: Andrew Heaney. No, oh. so okay. We can okay. Cross talk. All right.
3: Well, guess what. We have Zach Wolchuk here with us right now. Hey,
2: Zach. How's it going? Good, guys. How
4: the heck are you?
3: Man, this is awesome. This is awesome. We're talking about Wrexham. Did you watch the series? I did. You did? I did. I thought it was interesting on the front of it wasn't necessarily like a real documentary. There were some fun bits of fun things they added to it, but then you did get some emotional stuff that came from owning a team. And I think for me, it was like, hold on, if I bought a team, how would I run it? Right. And they were running it kind of the way I would. I'd ask
4: some questions and be like, let's go do this. Right, hire somebody that actually knows yeah. what they're doing, put them in place, and be like, okay, how likely is it we can get this person and that person? Well, it's going to cost a lot of money. All right, fine. How much? Ooh, that doesn't <laughs> sound good, but you know what? We're writing the checks. Yeah. So let's go do it. Let's go see the players play,
3: man. are they close to moving up? I think they are. Yeah, I think that they, they – they, they Finished in the last two, and that should put them or the top two that should put them in that. Reggie would know better than me, but yeah, I think so.
4: And I think I saw this weekend they're scheduling some games in the U.S. against both Chelsea and Manchester
3: United. We were just talking about that. Yeah, that's exciting. Yeah, I I would be on the tour for that absolutely, man. Because again, Ryan Reynolds and his abs, you
2: know, all that stuff. Is that the first thing you think Uh, of? Well, I know it's
4: the first thing Eric thinks of. Yeah, everybody. Eric's a big fan of those abs. All
2: right, we got a couple of updates for you. One about Pokemon cards that I think you guys will enjoy? But the less enjoyable... Uh, Dawson, you
4: want to step in here? The
2: less (laughs) enjoyable update is at least this time the coach said the right thing is in the pregame introductions. Did you see over the weekend with Alabama and Brandon Miller, they did the pat down on him. And look, I get it. They've been doing that all year, but... You would hope somebody would be like, hey, remember how you gave that gun to somebody and now a lady's dead with a five-year-old kid? We should probably not do that. But that did not take place. So this time, the Alabama head coach after the game was like, yeah, that's inappropriate. We're not going to do that anymore. As opposed to the last time when he was like, what's the big deal? Sometimes people get shot. He, I know I know he didn't really say that, but he was like, hey,
4: I can't monitor these kids all the time. He wasn't very uh, situationally aware. Uh, you probably shouldn't have done that. I guess they had been doing it uh, all year long, according to the player and the coach. But I don't know, man. It probably wasn't the best course of action.
3: Yeah. I, that, like you're saying, hey, you guys did it all year long. Just understanding the landscape of things right now, Understanding what's going on in this whole situation surrounding this this uh, university, today is not the day for that. No. Let's wait a month. Maybe we can go back to doing that in a month. But it's not the right time. You're getting for that a ton right of now.
4: heat and, and pushback on should you even be playing. Yeah. Let's just go ahead and, and keep it. Don't don't do anything to add to the radar. Don't put yourself under any more type of criticism.
3: Now, Kevin, I don't know if you know this or not. This is going away from that story. Yesterday, I had something more positive. That
4: we're both not wearing sunglasses, and we've made rookie mistakes here. Yeah, At least this, I have. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm feeling those. great. You Actually, look fantastic. I have in a your shades.
3: non-alcoholic uh, uh, he- induced headache Hangover? today. No headache going on. I it's, didn't even see you drink yesterday. It, yeah, Eric and I got blitzed. It was one that beer. Morning. I had one beer yesterday. No, it's it's just the dryer. But yesterday we got off the plane, Kevin, and we're following you guys. And it's me and Zach kind of hanging in the back. We're lagging behind a little bit. And there's this guy, and he has wheels on his bag. He has wheels on his suitcase. Yeah. Yet this thing is turned over and he's just dragging it <laughs> all the way through the through the airport. And we're Aww. just like looking at this guy going, Why doesn't he flip it back over and use the wheels on this thing instead? Did he not know? I well then as we got to the escalator, Zach informed me that he had some thoughts about his suitcase. Yeah, he was
4: like this MF and bag. <laughs>
3: And I just felt bad for the guy, but he was really beaten down by his suitcase.
2: Okay, so it reminds me a little bit. I don't know if we talked about this on air. The problem that Corey ran into with his rolling bag at the Super Bowl Mm -hmm. is one of the security guards stopped him and said, you can't take a bag with wheels on the escalator, which it It seemed weird. And they were like, because it might like scuff up the thing. And Corey goes, I could just pick it up. And he goes, yeah, they really... (laughs) They really don't I carry want. it up the stairs. And I, I'm not going to lie. I narc somebody out in this situation. Not Corey. The next guy. So he looked at me and he goes, Well, that's just the policy. And all I did was I just pointed to the person right in front of me who was right about to go up the escalator oh. with one of those wheeled bags. Cause I was like standing up for Corey. I go, hey. And then that guy got on the escalator and he was up maybe two, three steps, and he goes, Hey, come back here. And he goes, Me? What do you want me to do? Walk down? And he goes, Yeah, come on. And so <laughs> Yeah, come on. He walked Bring it. He walked down the up escalator with his wheeled bag. <laughs> who is this guy? He's the, it's the security guard at this Super Bowl. <laughs> and so this guy like read him the riot act like he was trying to legit steal the constitution or something. And he was like, You're gonna have to go that way. And then they went up the elevator and I saw them when I got up to the top of the escalator, and they go, This MF I knew I shouldn't have stopped and listened to him. Next time we should just go. And I was like, You probably should have. Once I'm on the escalator, what's that guy?
4: What are you gonna, gonna do? do? Right.
3: You're gonna run up the escalator and catch me? That's no.
4: true. That's very fair. How would you guys like the uh, spot we went to dinner last night? I thought it was great. Was it okay? I thought it was was okay. I was pretty nervous. It's the first time we've done one of these trips, and I actually had to pick the place. You didn't have to. I did, though. Oh, but you did do that. I took the reins, and I selected the place.
0: It was expensive for Mexican food. Did you think so? But it's fine. It's good? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't great. Oh, but did was, you not think it was great? My carnitas were great. Well, you guys... I,
4: look, I'm in lim- I am in limi—I have limited options here, yeah. man. I'm trying to get just the bare minimum Lettuce I can to just chicken. be good with soda. And, and hey, it worked out. That's so right. we did okay, and we were able to get separate checks, and that's really what I cared about. Oh, really? The, yeah. the separate checks part? Well, it's always nerve-wracking. Normally, Choppy takes care of that. Oh, yeah. And I saw a commercial
0: here. for Chili's, like, for 11 bucks, I think we can get,
4: like, chips, burgers, and fries. They but have baby back not very too. soda-approved. Well, we can go there, and I'll dabble outside uh, and find some. Something else that I can have, but I'm t- I love Chili's. Chili's does have good. I've eaten there.
0: They have like grilled chicken and mm. like, and yeah. it's
4: really good. I've gone to Chili's and found yeah. found stuff I can have, so I'm totally down to dip into Chili's. I grew up on Chili's. First date with Adrian. Was Freaking it Chili's. It man. is always hard not to get the southwestern egg roll, oh, so I will man. say that. Yeah. What well, is in an egg roll? Well,
1: uh, that, it's egg? Not,
0: that's not a pure that egg roll. At Chili's, is not what you'd consider an egg roll. Well, uh, okay. There's rolls. Kevin, do you, you not eat egg rolls? No.
1: It has cabbage Gosh, in
0: it for
3: the most too part. There's many things in it. You, well, you saw can... his dinner last night. Describe what his
4: plate was. <laughs> oh, man. Describe Kevin, what Kevin's plate Kevin was. Kevin ate like a six year old. It was literally <laughs> tortilla chips with beef and cheese.
2: It was nachos, just without all the other crap it that was I
3: don't a want. Gigantic pile of beef, though. I will give him credit on it that. It was. They delivered on the beef. They hammed
4: it up. Eric, though, won the won the order this contest. meat cauldron? Yeah. He had a bubbling cauldron of meats. And. In, in, in the description, it said all the meats, and I knew immediately this is what Eric's getting.
3: Yeah, and he rolled that out, and he said it was so hot it was burning his mouth as he was trying to
4: eat it. He has a burnt tongue today. Wow. I don't know if he's going to be able to speak because he, he could have the discipline to just wait. Do you think he has discipline? No. He's got three children right now. And Kevin, oh, you know, under does three? that mean they're married <laughs> and everything? Is that not discipline? Well, Kevin? there's a story to be had. Oh. I'm not going to unveil it. It's not my place. All right. So you're not going to pull, pull out married. this story right now. Well, the first child might have been conceived out of wedlock. How oh can
2: man! Can somebody do that?
4: Nobody. You can't how? How dare you. that?
2: Could person, somebody you're not have, have, have a baby out of wedlock? as an outrage. Have
3: an 18-year-old child out of wedlock? I'm married. But you weren't when he For was. like three years. What's
4: so, the name of that baby? <laughs> <sighs> Brand,
2: my baby now is Noah. Brandon is 18. He's an and adult. I most definitely was not married then. Thank goodness you remember. Poor Brandon. I always
0: yeah. want to see right now the Brew Crew and the Royals are warming up here to play here at Surprise. I always want to see the trainer who has the rubber band around the guy's waist because they take off running and he's kind of pulling back to make it a little bit tougher. I always want a guy to run fast enough that that guy falls down. That's all I want to see <laughs> before a game is I want to see one of these athletic trainers. The guy goes so fast that he can't catch up, and the guy trips and falls down as he's rubber banding him.
3: I have never seen as much hair as this dude no, this, right here. He has Look a how lot. long his hair is. He's walking oh, out to the right field right now down the, down the baseline. That is intense hair.
2: Now, we talked about this when it happened. Blake Martinez, he was with the Raiders for like five seconds. He had a great game and then just retired. Everyone's like, wow, what's the story with that? And then we reported that he sold like a Pokemon card for $800,000 or something like that. Now, the update is he told CNBC, so he's doing important business TV now, Mm -hmm. that in the last seven months, he's made more than $5 million via Pokemon cards. So what a beast. Is it time that we pivot some of our portfolio to Pokemon? Cards? Well,
3: I have a large portfolio of them right now. I just need somebody that understands which ones are valuable. that's of them. that's the well, they are. Mike, that's not true, because I have looked up some of them that we have that are valuable. You thought just, one
0: of them was worth something and it wasn't.
3: Yeah, it, it's worth about 500 bucks. And so there are some that are worth 250. I think 200. 50. And we're we're in a, there's another one that I have, but there there are other ones that are interesting. I just don't know like what matters. Like with baseball cards, we basically have an understanding of it is big time hitters. With football cards, it's quarterbacks, and with basketball cards, it is the the point guards, the guys that have the, the ball, ball handlers. Here. Yeah. But with Pokemon, you're like I don't know. Is it the water? Is it the fire types? Is, is it the Charizard and
0: Pikachu usually on in general?
3: Charizard
2: the- is really has been hot for a while. Yeah. So
3: that maybe. maybe Maybe that Kevin. Maybe not the portfolio (laughs) as much as it is uh, as much it is just understanding what's valuable. Now, that's hard to find.
2: I guess we might we might have touched a nerve with that kid comment is like, oh, man, from the two one four. I was like 13 years old the first time I did the math and figured out my parents got married two months before I was born. Oh, they were like not show you the wedding photos. or they only show you like headshots and Uh stuff. You're uh like, hold on. Am I pregnant? Are you are you pregnant with me in that photo? All right. So you are not going to quit the show to start just selling Pokemon cards. No,
4: I'm just going to dominate my bullpens. As you should. Yeah. Because I think our show from 2 to 7 is all about can we dominate our bulb. that's what I'm this talking about. This is just about, about
2: throwing below the string, throwing, throwing below, below the, the strings, line.
4: Dominate your Yeah, bullpen. they got strings out there.
0: I haven't seen – maybe they've – maybe I've just forgotten and maybe I haven't gone to the backfields recently. Obviously, we haven't been out to spring training because of COVID in a while, but they have the strings, and Oral Hershiser was my pitching coach here, and he always be like, I want you, Mike, you got to be below the strings because – you can't really elevate the ball and win uh, in this game. So you got to keep the ball below the strings. And then I just wondering, like a guy like Jacob DeGrom, like Dane Dunning's throwing a pen. He needs to keep the ball below the strings quite a bit. And I'm wondering if Jacob DeGrom at times, like, hey, get above the strings because you can elevate and win in this league. Not all the time, but, you know, it's, it's fun going back there and watching them throw bullpens with those strings. And then the catcher, sometimes it does hit the string. The catcher doesn't seem to bug the catcher at Man. all. No.
4: how okay. confident would you guys be that I could catch a, a bullpen for Mike? Hundred percent. Really? Have you been a catcher before Never in my life? And I'm—I'd be thirty-five. So played baseball before. Thirty-five. Have I played? Do I look like I played baseball before? Mike? come on, thirty-five percent. Oh, I played t-ball. Yeah, you we catch. could
2: probably get that set up catching out of You
4: would—he would get hurt. I <laughs> think—I I think I'd get nailed in the face. Yeah. Well, you're well, gonna a mask, dude. We'd
0: want you—you definitely have to have gear on and a cup on. Even one time, there's a dude named Conraddy who played at University of Oregon, and they were switching him from middle infield, third base, to being a catcher. They're like, you're, you're not going to make it as an infielder. Maybe you can make it as a catcher. And I'm throwing a bullpen to him in spring training, and this is like his third bullpen to catch in like 30 minutes, and he's just dying of – he's just getting tired. And I throw a pitch, and he he misses it. He totally misses it, and it boom, it hits him right oh, in his chest. Oh, no. Now he has on a chest protector. Okay. And so, you know, he, grab, he goes down for a second. He gets the ball and <laughs> talks back to me. And I'm like, oh, Dennis was his first oh. name. I'm like – Dennis, like, did I said fastball right? You know, he's like, I'm so tired, Mike.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm just like he's used to here. being a
0: position player and being a catcher and squatting for like 30 straight minutes. He just got tired and missed the
2: ball. What do you guys got coming up on the program
4: today? Pure gold as always, Ziggy. Thank you so mm. much for asking. We'll be standing by potentially for a Rangers player at 2:20. Otherwise, we will have the G Bag of the Day at 2:30, and Bobby Carella, Mavs.com, will join us at four o'clock to dissect exactly what the bleep happened yesterday. Mm.
2: Looking forward to that roll home with the G Bag Nation tomorrow. We are hopeful that we will have Bruce Bochy and Josh Young live with us from Rangers spring training. So stick around and keep rocking with us right here on 105 through the Fan. See, dominate the bullpen. Dominate that bullpen.